Black. Thanks for joining us, Jim and Cake, today from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Most trusted name in automobiles. It's Friday. It's Patchy Friday. We celebrate the weekend. And we celebrate Randy Gratishar finally getting his moment. Last night, NFL honors in Las Vegas. They announced the 2024 class. Dwight Freeney. The great Colts pass rusher, Andre Johnson, the remarkable wide receiver from the Texans, Niners linebacker Patrick Willis, part of that incredible 85 Bears defense, Steve McMichael, return man extraordinaire Devin Hester, and then the Carolina Panthers' Julius Peppers, the great pass rusher, and Randy Gratishar, Broncos great, going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, for Gratishar, 16th Bronco, though, when you say that, we, were, we went through the list. It's like you said. I get, if, uh, okay, at least. Like, Ty Law, I would not say, is a member of the Broncos. He's a patriot. So I think of Ty Law, he's a New England patriot. Patriot, and then briefly with the Chiefs? I think so. Brian Dawkins, I think of it as an eagle. Yeah. John Lynch, I think, is a, is a buck. But they did play for the Broncos. Like Tony Dorsett, they have Tony Dorsett on this list. And Tony Dorsett did, did play a season in Denver. Now, here, here's a question for you. Did, did they include Jerry Rice on there? Because he was a practice never, squad guy in the offseason. Never, never played in an actual regular season game. I don't... I, think he might have played in a preseason game. I don't remember. I don't, but he never played for the Broncos. He never played an actual, an actual game for the Broncos. And so Jerry Rice doesn't count. So there you go. Did not, didn't, didn't get out of training camp. I don't, I don't even think he played in a preseason game. I think he may, he got to training camp and then was like, actually, I'm think, too old. I think I'm, I'm done. And so, and he didn't. He didn't even wear his signature number eighty. He wore number nineteen because yeah. I think Rod Smith was still. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that coming up around the NFL about who should be next for the Broncos uh, when you mention Rod Smith. But uh, yeah, Dorsett seven hundred three yards, five touchdowns in his one and final season uh, playing the NFL. There you go. But they they have him on the list as a as a Bronco. Okay, we'll 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 take Tony Dorsett. Sure, why sure. not? But um, you know, Gratishar the sixteenth to be inducted in the Hall of Fame, fourteenth to play multiple seasons with the franchise. You know, John Elway played his entire career at the Broncos. Gratishar played his entire career at the Broncos. Floyd Little, I think, played his Floyd entire Little, career. Floyd Little played his entire career. TD played his entire career as a Bronco. That was not a long, long career. But, but it man, was a meaningful career. The man made hay while the sun is out, as my late pappy used to say. But uh, Randy Gratishar, just uh, remarkable. I mean, he was the the maestro. I mean, Joe Collier probably was the maestro, but certainly uh, Gratishar was his star player. And that great Bronco defense, the Orange Crush defense, 10 seasons with the Broncos, 
seven-time Pro Bowler, named an All-Pro six times. We'll have some of the Randy Gratishar sound coming up. But uh, your predictions on uh, Super Bowl 58, which we'll have this Sunday on the team, pregame at noon, kickoff at 4.30 from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. The Chiefs score off against the 49ers, a rematch of Super Bowl 54. So um, get some predictions on that. Thoughts about Randy Gratishar going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Got a few here. Let's jump to these before we go around the NFL. Yes. Bronco Sarge. Obviously, I'm pulling for the 49ers. I'd sooner attend a dinner party at Hannibal Lecter's house <laughs> than root for the Chiefs. I saw where, remember there was the Hannibal TV series with Mads Mickelson? Yes. He wants to come back and play him really, really bad. I can't say that I blame him. I think that'd be kind of cool. Uh, I'd rather sit inside an actual dumpster fire than root for the <laughs> Chiefs. Bronco Sarge, I'm concerned about you holding back on how you really feel here. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's there's some suppression of emotion here. Don't on this. don't hold back. We're it's we're okay. here. Let, let it rip, man. It's and okay. we're listening. Give me paper cuts and lemon juice, hot sauce in my eyes, Woo! please, Brock Purdy, please, Nick Bosa, save me from the 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 anguish of seeing more Chiefs fans pop up. And I like how fans is in quotation marks too. That was good. I have to be honest that years ago that um, my son played for the Bookcliff Chiefs in okay. Mason County Junior Football, and Nick bought a Kansas City Chiefs hat. Ooh. You know how difficult that was? You know how tough that was? You know how tough it was to go, way to go, Chiefs! Way to go, Chiefs! Ooh, you know how hard that boy. was? That's got to be. So the thing that, thank goodness, cleansed my palate of when he was, we played heavyweight football. I got the chance to coach him, and he played for the Mount Garfield Broncos. So that um, that allowed, though that Chiefs team he played on was really, really good. Those, a lot of those kids went on to uh, get central to the state championship game um, in, what, 95 when um, they lost to Aurora Hinkley. But, uh, but it was tough back then. It was tough. So I understand. I mean, it. Yeah, there's uh, there's no way I'm rooting for the Chiefs. So my, my wife loves Mahomes. She likes him a lot. She thinks he's great. And I can't think I, of. And she says, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to be pulled for the Chiefs Sunday. I'm like, oh, I love you. I love you, honey. But it's going to it's it's tough. I go, that's, you, that, that's I go a, you root for you want to root for. That's a no for me. I'm not I'm not going to tell you who to root for. I just know there's no way in hell I'm rooting for the Chiefs. No way. No how. All right. <laughs> Scott Else, <laughs> former Central softball coach. Good to hear from you, Scott. This is great. It's about Buckeye. Because I still have to text him, by the way, about coming on to do his picks. Scott, he probably won't want to come on because he took a beating at the bowling alley last night from the Lazy Boys. Ooh. Scott, Jeff, and Ben. Oh, the Lazy Boys kicking the Buckeye boy around. Ooh. Kind of like seniors with a freshman giving them an atomic wedgie at the bowling alley, stuffing them in a locker. <sighs> Good for you, Scott. Good for you, Jeff and Ben. Is that uh, is that Satterfield? I imagine it's probably Satterfield. I saw yesterday at Wrigley Field. Good for you guys, man. Lazy boys ruling the night last night against the Buckeye boy. From Jared. Jared, it's been a while. Jared, it's been December 7th since you've texted. Where have you been? Hibernating? I don't know. But I'm glad I'm glad you're back, Jared. Tom Nalen should be the next Bronco. Pretty insane there's been a few younger sinners get in before him. 
Totally agree with that. We got some other names that we'll we'll mention too. Jamal Murray's gonna be one of the best players in NBA history to never make it to the playoffs. Crazy. Sorry, not the playoffs. The All Star Game. Yeah, because he he obviously made the playoffs. He not only did he make the play, he's got the ring to prove that he was in he's the got playoffs. The ring to prove that he he hoisted the Larry O. Hundred percent agree though that how does a guy like Jamal Murray not make an All Star roster? I, I just don't get that. Don't get it all. And I and I think I know why. It's a popularity contest. And you think? And <laughs> you think? I know. That's what I'm saying. It's a it's a popularity contest and NBA media for as much as we for much maligned NBA media sometimes still even after winning the Larry O may probably not still uh give the Nuggets their due popularity as it were. All right. So we got one from Dylan this morning. Want 49ers to win and think they will. Abs have to start scoring on the power play. 0 for 6 is ridiculous. You have to get at least two of those. I agree, Dylan. Jared Bednard agree with you on that as well. All right. Some good text today. Uh, also, Central Boys and Girls Basketball Durango postponed due to snow. Got the official confirmation from John Sedanich on that as well. So um, that has been postponed because of uh, nasty travel conditions. And uh, Big Rob, did I win? The Buffalo Wild Wings, big game giveaway. No, Scott won, and then Scott couldn't go, so we drew another name. Big Rob's, fortunately for you, it was not you, but uh, Tim will be taking uh, himself and five friends out to Buffalo Wild Wings where he gets to spend some time with the Buckeye boy on Sunday. And and Tim, if you are listening this morning, ask ask Buckeye how bowling went on Thursday, by the way. Ask him how it went. Ask him how 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 well he bowled. Now I'm I'll be honest. I would I would never want to bowl against a Buckeye boy. Oh God no. Because I'll be honest, it'd be one of the few things I would lose to him at. Because I'm a terrible bowler, and he's a really good bowler. I would he would he would he would mop the floor with me. But then again, I don't bowl in a league, and when you bowl in a league, that means you. Yeah, you you got to have some skill. Got to have some skill. I would think normally. I mean, there are leagues just for fun and. I think we've had one of those leagues here where some of the folks went and bowled in a league. But, but yeah, but uh, I hope Tim asked uh, Buckeye how a bowling went on Thursday. How'd it go for you? I heard it was a little rough that the Lazy Boys kicked your butt on, on Thursday. All right, 8-10, and it's time to go around the NFL. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. All right, start things out. with we, We've talked about him a lot. Randy Gratishar last night, uh, NFL Honors, the 13th annual NFL Honors in Las Vegas. They announced the 2024 class will go into Canton, Ohio. We already kind of knew from from reports that were coming out that, that Gratishar was most likely in. But like I said last hour, and until it's officially announced, you just never know. Exactly. And so Randy Gratishar played all 10 years of his career with the Broncos, all-time leader in tackles for the Broncos, Heard his name called last night. He's the 16th Bronco to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. The 14th who played multiple seasons with the Broncos. Joining Steve Atwater and Champ Bailey and John Elway and Peyton Manning uh, in the Hall of Fame. Then the 10 seasons, seven-time Pro Bowler, All-Pro six times. 1978 Defensive Player of the Year. Broncos career leader in tackles with 2049. And one of 10 linebackers in league history is seven Pro Bowls. 20 interceptions and 13 fumble recoveries. He was a 14th overall pick in the 74 draft. 
two-time All-American at Ohio State, member of the College Football Hall of Fame, Broncos Ring of Fame, Colorado Sports Hall of Fame. And so the seniors committee, uh, they were finalists, Gratishar, along with Steve McMichael and wide receiver Art Powell. They were uh, finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame's class of 2024 through the seniors committee. So uh, Gratishar needed 80% of the voting group to approve his induction, which they did in the January meeting. That is normally considered a formality. But uh, Powell got left out this year after not meeting the threshold. It was the first time that's happened since 2017. Usually you get to that point, and it's somewhat of a lock. Right. But it was not, unfortunately, for our Powell, but for Randy Gratishar. It was last night, so uh, Randy Gratishar will go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame August 3rd. And uh, Randy Gratishar talked to Steve Atwater, fellow now fellow Hall of Famer, about uh, going into the Hall of Fame. Well, it's like I, I finally made it. Yes. And uh, that was just, a, it's just been a great feeling to be now you know, in Las Vegas and being recognized through the Pro Football Hall of Fame and having that honor again, such as you know. And uh, so it's it's been a few years coming and uh, uh, just very, very grateful to um, have this honor and uh uh, and actually looking forward because I'm from Warren, Ohio and going back to Canton, Ohio and being in uh, my hometown. Oh, your people, your people and, there. And, and I'm a real Buckeye, so uh, the Ohio State people will be there too. So, the Ohio State, right? The Ohio okay. State. It's really exciting, a great opportunity, and uh, I just really feel blessed that uh, it's finally here and uh, I'm celebrating as best I can. All right, so uh, that courtesy of the, the Broncos website, Steve Atwater, talking to a now fellow Hall of Famer in Randy Gratishar. Gratishar, some other numbers. Um, there's only been 10 linebackers in NFL history, as I mentioned earlier, 20 career interceptions, 10-plus fumble recoveries, 7-plus Pro Bowl selections. Of those 10, eight were on the NFL 100 all-time team. And of those 10, nine were inducted in the Hall of Fame within two years of eligibility. And yet... And yet, Randy Gratishar took him roughly 35 years to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, um, long overdue. So now, who's next? Who's next for the Broncos? He heard uh, the text I read uh, from from Jared that thinks Tom Nalen should be, and I, I agree with, with him on that. But shouldn't it probably be Mike Shanahan? Well, and, and so Kurt had a text in asking about who did Mike Shanahan get snubbed for. And I I don't know if there was anybody he necessarily got specifically snubbed for this year. In past, I would say someone like a Bill Cower. Absolutely. Or totally, a Jimmy totally. Johnson. And not that those guys aren't deserving of Hall of Fame recognition, but to before me, to Mike me, Shanahan? To me, Johnson... Before Cower, I mean J- Johnson with what he accomplished, to me deserved to be there more than Cower did. Uh, uh, agreed, but, but I, I mean Mike Shanahan with back-to-back Super Bowl wins. He won a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator with San Francisco. He helped uh, along with Alex Gibbs revolutionize the the, the run game with zone blocking. I, I just think Mike Shanahan to to me Mike Shanahan should be the next guy. Rod Smith, the more we look at the numbers, there's a point I'm like, I don't know if Rod's numbers are good enough. The more you look into the numbers, though, yeah, Rod Smith should probably be a Hall of Famer. And you have to put him in the context, too, of he was a guy who was undrafted. Yes. 
Now, if he was a first rounder or a second rounder, okay, maybe that might but go was, against him. But he was a Hall of Famer, but he was an undrafted player that has numbers that are on the same level or better than some guys that are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Exactly. So Rod Smith should, to me, be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, when you talk about Rod Smith, that you know, played in two, won two Super Bowls, led Denver in receiving yards nine times, including when they when they won the Super Bowl in 97 and 98, 32 and 33. And he did that when they had TD as a 2,000-yard rusher. And he was still a 1,000-yard receiver. I just think Rod Smith, the more you look at, the more he deserves to be there. He's got better career numbers than Lance Allworth, Raymond Berry, Harold Carmichael, and Fred Bolitnikoff. You know, fair to those guys. They they also played before 1990. League was different in terms of the passing game. But his numbers are better than those players. And the fact that Denver was such a run-heavy football team only goes to show how even more impressive it was that he did accomplish what he did. Yeah. I, I think he's somebody that, that certainly, in, in my opinion, is, is, is worthy of being there as well in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The thing that I think trips people up about Shanahan not getting into the Hall of Fame, or I, not people, trips up like the committees and the people that actually vote on these sorts of things. I think what trips them up is two things. Number one, the percentage, the win-loss percentage and number two, the sort of back half of his career in Denver. Because, you know, during the Elway years, two Super Bowls, Terrell Davis is your MVP, you have one of the best, you know, offenses in NFL history. Post-Elway, it's this rotating carousel. You know, it's Brian Greasy, it's... Jake Plummer, it's Jay Cutler for a brief, you know, it, and then never really getting back to that level that he ever did with Elway, which is kind of a shame that that's maybe being held against him. But then you also have to think about his impact on the game in terms of who is in that coaching tree and who has implemented the quote-unquote Shanahan offense that's still being run today. You know, I mean by Mike's kid, it, exactly. <laughs> well, there's things of that offense that the DNA of that offense is part of what San Francisco does. Well, and you think about this too, and 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 again, the other thing that's probably holding him back is his career in Washington and how how pretty bad that was handled. But you think of the all the assistants on that twenty, I think thirteen Washington coaching staff. They went 3-13 and 13 that year, but these the assistants on that team were Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, uh, Matt LaFleur, and Mike McDaniels. Yeah, pretty pretty good. All those guys are NFL head coaches. And successful bad. NFL head coaches. Yeah, not bad. So I think that's something that, if you just look at the raw numbers, right, his winning percentage is 553, which is the lowest amongst his relative contemporaries who are 
already in the Hall of Fame or who will be in the Hall of Fame. And that's, that's holding him back. And he also got fired twice. Once at the end of his career with the Broncos, and then obviously in Washington, he got canned. And I think that's probably more than anything what's kind of hurting his Hall of Fame case is, is not so much the overall impact he's had in the game, but just the raw, you know, did you win or did you lose? And if you ultimately, you know, held your job. I just think you, you, like you said, you bring up some really good points about about the, the negative resume of Mike Shanahan. But over his final 20 years coaching, teams led the NFL in rushing yards, total yards, were second in points, fourth in regular season wins, fourth in playoff wins, and fifth in passing yards. And as I referenced, what he and Alex Gibbs did changed the way the NFL attacked the running game with, mm-hmm. with the zone blocking scheme. And year after year, you had... I mean, Ruben Drones had a 1,000-yard season. <laughs> Tatum Taco Bell had a 1,000-yard season. That's and how that w- good... Olandis Gary Coleman had a 1,000-yard season. That's, that shows how good that system was that Mike Shanahan played a huge role in. And what's funny about that is that was some of the things that people were saying kept Terrell Davis out of the Hall of Fame, which was... Well, was he really that good or was he just the benefactor of a great system? It's like you can't have it both ways, you know? The system was great and the player was great, you know? And sure, okay, Ruben Drones and Tatum Bell had 1,000-yard seasons when they were in Denver because Mike Shanahan's system worked effectively in, in the running game. So does that help his case? And hurt another guy's case like TD and well, TD's already there, so it doesn't. I, right, but that's what I'm saying yeah. is like, if we're gonna say, well, the system that Mike Shanahan implored made Terrell Davis a better player, okay, well then why is Shanahan not in? And that well, Terrell Davis was a really great player, and you know he made that he made the system better. It's just there's all sorts of talk that a lot of people get caught up in, particularly in the national media, that they try to justify keeping guys like Mike Shanahan out of the Hall of Fame. Well, and, and I think that potentially, I mean, with, with guys like Don Coriel um, going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, other you know, v- veteran coaches that finally got their, their just due, Dick Vermeil, Jimmy Johnson, Tom Flores, that that maybe you're you're now seeing those coaches off the board now, and then Mike Shanahan will be the next one. You'd, you'd like to think that'll be the case going forward, but those all seem to be to me. Shanahan's the one that rises to the top of the list, and then probably Rod Smith or Tom Nalen right there that, that should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But Louis Wright was one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL in the 1970s. Louis Wright's a name that you, you if you go back far enough. And what he did, and there were some tremendous cornerbacks of his era in his own division, guys like Lester Hayes, that, that, that Louis Wright's a guy that probably should deserve consideration over Tom Nalen or Shanahan or, or Rod Smith, probably not, but should be a veterans committee guy that, that gets maybe some, some run, hopefully at some point. Don't know if he'll ever get in or not. I, I think he should be, but, um, but hopefully that'll be the case. And like I said, I mentioned with Steve Foley, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, but 
Steve Foley should be a Ring of Fame guy. I just at it, least yeah doesn't make any any sense. So we moved to uh, last night NFL honors, by the way, and um, you had Lamar Jackson win the MVP. That was no surprise. Joe Flacco, 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 a controversial comeback player of the year winner because of Demar Hamlin. Right, People thought Demar Hamlin should have won it. Flacco was worthy of it, though. The, the, the season that he had for Cleveland to, to get them to the playoffs, and and then his teammate Miles Garrett was named the Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Will Anderson from the Texans was your Defensive Rookie of the Year. Kevin Stefanski of the Browns, big night for the Browns. That uh, Stefanski was named the Coach of the Year. Christian McCaffrey from the Niners, Offensive Player of the Year, your Offensive Rookie of the Year. C.J. Stroud had that wrapped up midway through the season, and so. Um, you had also last night Cameron Hayward, your Walter Payton uh, award winner last night uh, for community service. So, um, uh, like I said, it, and, you know, last night there was, uh, the, of course, the announcement of all the Hall of Fame inductees with uh, Randy Gratishar leading the way there. All right, 825, hit on a couple things in regard to Sunday's game. And uh, Kyle Shanahan, when he's not complaining about the turf, at the practice field at UNLV, that um, said Brock Purdy looks like he's ready to go Sunday. He had a hell of a week of practice. Brock's pumped up. Shanahan says he likes his players' attention to detail during this week. I think it's been great. The first two days of Super Bowl week are always a challenge. Yesterday was really good. Today was even better, having the two days in a row where we can get uh, to as close as a normal routine as possible is great. So he obviously feels his team... What's he supposed to say? We're in disarray. That's gonna say we don't. We have no. We have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> things, things like that crack me up. It's like, well, what's he supposed to say? This guy Brock keeps talking about JFK. It's like, it's like, why do they think I look like Lee Harvey Oswald? Why do they keep saying that? It's got in his head a little bit. Oh, what will the Chiefs drop a line like? Hey. Hey, Lee Harvey. Or drop some... Did, like, did, you, leave, did you leave your rifle at the at the book depository? The, are you a sleeper agent, Brock? Did you come to did finish the, the job? Or? Did the Cubans hire you? Did the Cubans hire you? All right, 826. Where are you on motorcades? <laughs> I think we'll just leave it there, shall we? We'll just leave it there. Sure. All right, uh, don't forget we'll have Sunday's game on the team uh, with Westwood 1. Pre-game starts at noon. 4.30 kickoff from uh, Allegant. I'm sorry, Allegiant. See, I, the point now where we make fun of Boomer so much, I almost want to start calling it Allegant. Right. Because we make fun of it so much. From Allegiant Stadium. Uh, Allegiant Stadium. In Las Vegas. All right, 8.27 is time for Where in the World is Tyler Franson. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where the hell is he? Well, I can't find him. He's not hide forever. I will find you. Chance to win a case of brewski today from our good friends over at High Country Beverage as some fat tire for you. Must be over the age of 21 because, you know, it's beer. And, of course, if you've won within the last two weeks, please sit it out. And if you don't want the prize, I mean, you know, don't play. And you're qualified, by the way, if you win for the neighboring contest yes. with England Fence and Montrose. $5,000 toward fencing or a new pergola. Exactly. So... Get in now on the text line, 970-242-1340. The first correct text will get the case of beer today and get qualified for the never-ending contest. Text in 
1340. Since Sunday is the big game, we go to one of the earliest sites for the annual AFC-NFC World Championship game. The last Super Bowl hosted here was three years prior to its demolition. Oh, and in the lead-up to its demolition, you know what they found in storage? A pair of Egyptian mummies. What? I've seen this movie. It does not end well. Where in the world is Tyler Franson? Indiana Jones hanging out there, too. They have no kidding. Indiana Jones spotting? No kidding. All right, 828. Text so in. Your chance to win with Where in the World is Tyler Franson? A case of New Belgian beer, actually a fat tire, excuse me, from New Belgian beer and high country beverage. So get your answer in now. Once again, if you've won the last two weeks, do not play. Simple as that. If you're not 21, same deal. Otherwise, go for it. Send your answer in or send your answer in now to the team line, 970-242-1340. Coming up next, we'll talk with Jackson Wilson. Uh, CMU hockey in action tonight over at River City Sportplex. We'll dive into that and also Jackson's take on what's going on with the Avalanche right now. Three straight losses after the All-Star break. Uh, we'll uh, dive into that next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. I'm a big sports addict. I like sports. 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 This is the Jim Davis Show on the Team 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction, 102.1 FM, Delta Montrose. Welcome back, 832. Jim along with Cake today. Reaction to uh, Randy Gratishar officially going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a longtime Broncos fan. I'm absolutely thrilled. And I would imagine you're bringing Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex, longtime Carolina Panthers fan. Julius Pounden. Julius Peppers going into the Hall of Fame. Fun fact, Julius Peppers, one of the only, uh, maybe the only one or few guys to play in a Final Four basketball. That's right. And... A uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, that he would be one of the the rare ones. There's to your do Jackson that. Wilson fun fact for Friday. That's good. I like that. I love Julius Peppers, man. Yeah, because I don't think when Gonzalez played at Cal, they were ever that good. Yeah, Julius Peppers, man, just a North Carolina guy, UNC Tar Heel. You know, and then he gets to play for the Panthers. Just a great guy. So couldn't couldn't be happier for him. Luke Keekley, I think, was. Uh, on the ballot for next year, potentially. Um, I think he'll get there at some point. Yeah, his career was too short. I don't think he might be a know. first ballot. I mean, yeah, but, you know, TD gives hope, but then TD also had insa- his production in a five-year span, two Super Bowl wins, MVP, league MVP, Super Bowl MVP, 2,000 yards. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of production in a very short span of time. Keekly, that's where it's hard, harder to measure when you're playing on the defensive I, side uh, of the ball. I, if, if, if my memory serves me correct, Jim, I think Luke Keekly's opportunity at the Super Bowl did not go as planned. It did not go us, well for thanks, us Panthers fans. Thanks to Blue Steel, the Broncos' legendary defense. Jericho Cotchery caught that ball, by the way. I don't want to okay, go back to this, but okay, okay. Cake, don't start. Okay, okay. That was a catch. Cam still has nightmares about Vaughn. Oh my God. Still has nightmares. He wakes up. Ah! <laughs> Vaughn Miller's out of the quarter. Yep, still here, man. Still here, I will Cam. Say, I will say Vaughn Miller pretty much knocked the career out of Cam Newton. Yes, yes, he did. That Broncos, that after that Super Bowl, man, it was not the same. Has not been no, the same. No, has not been the same. It was good. All right. So, but congratulations. I know you're a Panther fan. Yeah. and So, let's talk about the Avalanche for a moment. Uh third straight loss coming out of the all-star break and uh, they were you know as hot as anybody going to the all-star break the power play was really clicking 
when they went to, to the break uh, to go up to Toronto for the All-Star festivities. But since then, three straight losses, all on the road, but also the power play has just been been horrific. And what, 0 for 6 last night or 0 for 12 on this three-game losing streak? It has not been good for Jared Bednar and the guys. Yeah, I haven't had an opportunity here since the All-Star break started to actually sit down and watch some of it. I've caught bits and pieces. That Devils game was pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, they start this All-Star break on a East Coast road trip. They played the Rangers, the Devils, and now the Hurricanes. Um, with last night playing the Hurricanes, the Hurricanes are, you know, one of the top teams in the in the East or the Rangers. Um, yeah, last night wasn't that pretty either. I mean, they allowed three straight goals to Martin Nikas. He, like, scored a natural hat trick, yeah. so three goals in a row. And then uh, Zach Parise netted one, um, his first as an avalanche off a two-on-one. And then I don't know if you saw the Sammy Gerrard goal, um, but he shot a puck from basically center ice. In the that's, goal. What, that's what Cake was referencing yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah that thing was a howitzer. Yeah, and, the, and I don't know what the hell the goalie was doing, but he's, he must have been playing. <laughs> Not you know, being goalie. That's he needed an angel in the outfield, so <laughs> he, he, missed, he missed that one. And, uh, but the Hurricanes are a really solid team, right? Like, so, they, so they were able to put it home. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I mean, that slow start off the all-star break. They've been inconsistent now the whole season of of kind of what we're getting. Uh Max Point Street came to an end the other night. Yep. Yep, he'll you know, but he'll be fine. I mean yep, that's right. Uh, don't overreact about that kind of thing. But yeah, there just seems to be a little slugginess sluggishness and you know, Usus Anton got the start against the Devils and they're still think trying to decide who's the best guy behind Georgie. Um because Prostatov, as we've talked about at nauseum, is not that guy, and Annan might not be that guy either. But I want to I want to go to Zach Parisi for a moment. You know, he's like eighty thousand years old, but I uh, know he's thirty nine. But that's that's old when yep. it comes to playing, oh, yeah. being an NHL player. Oh yeah, I like what I've seen from him so far, though. I mean, it's not like he's going to be this gigantic difference maker, but I think he's a guy that certainly can can help them in the in the dressing room, as we've talked about. And uh, I think maybe be a little more productive than we thought he might be after the Avalanche picked him up. I hope so. He looks he looks pretty good. Um, you know, jump jumping into that play last night, scoring a scoring a goal. He was able to get the puck over off a two on one, kind of fed it back the other other way, and he he got it through the goalie. So I think I think he's going to be able to produce, you know, a little. But as far as as, as far as a point a night or a goal a night, I mean, I'm just no, not, yeah, exactly. Because he's got one goal. I think he's played two, or I'm not sure if he's played all three games. Um, but, you know, he's got a goal. He's jumped in the lineup well. But, yeah, they their structure just looks a little shaky right now. I mean, it's it's just going to be tough for them to be able to to find that playoff hockey rhythm. But, again, you don't want to be playing your best hockey in February. No. Like, if, if we're having these conversations and these issues now and they're able to to clear it up again. And, and I've said this for a long time. Bednar is a fantastic coach, right? Like, and, and he has these guys able to play into the system he wants, uses the player talent that he has available to him well. I think they'll be able to figure it out. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason to hit the panic button because they still, at some point, they'll get Nachushkin back. We, we, we don't know when, but we assume at some point he'll be back. Yeah, my fantasy team could use him right yeah. now. He's a little lift yeah. from uh, Valari. But... I think overall, they're, they said, if this has been a frustrating stretch, they haven't played great. The power play's been terrible. But yeah, you don't want to start freaking out here in, in, in February about, about where they are. And, and, you know, but still, do they look at making some kind of move when it comes to another, 
uh, goaltender backup to, to Georgiev, well, well, that remains to be seen. So, well, and and that's what I was to say. There's, I think, five, four weeks until the trade deadline, and so they're they're probably going to be going to look after guys. Um, I read a thing that March eighth, by the way, is your trade deadline. I read I read a deal that a guy named Nick Dowd, who no one knows, uh, centerman though he's I think he might be a UFA unrestricted free agent next year, but. Sinners, this guy's going like they're saying GMs are saying it's a first round like pick for to get the guy. So sinners are in high demand right now, potentially. So if we are looking to even get a guy down the middle, it's gonna cost a a pretty arm to to try and get it. They're just not enough sinners, good centers in the league. But you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what the magic sauce is for the players. I think you definitely need to help Georgie with a with another goaltender, and I think that'll help him get rest and push him. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is right now, but they, they got to figure something out. Yeah, one final thing not about the Avalanche, but about the NHL before we talk about what's going on tonight at River City. Um, saw a report that uh, Gary Bettman, NHL commissioner, is not happy with the situation with your Coyotes right now. Sure. And there's some, some talk that um, they may be leaving Arizona. Salt Lake City, the owner of the Jazz, has been very, you know, been very forthcoming and his desire to get an NHL expansion team. Maybe it's Salt Lake City where the Coyotes might end up going. That remains to be seen. It So, yeah, they're... I hate you bringing this up. You're trying to gaslight me. No, I mean, you're an information guy. This is I your, know. It just happens this to be is, your team. I know, I know, I know. Well, I said something nice about your Panthers, about Julius Peppers. I'm not trying yeah, to gaslight you. Were what, you were I am not trying to gaslight you. were setting me I up. I am not trying. I would not I listen do that. to your show. I know how it goes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, so, just, I'm just, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to sit back. So the Yotes. Either respond to this or you don't if you don't want to. Fine. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just need that softer touch sometimes. Right? I, I I refer to it because it could be Salt Lake City, so it could be uh, you know right across the before the border here before the All Star break, <clears throat> they were supposed to have a a home in place, a, a plan and a home in place, and obviously that has not happened. Um, and I think that's where Gary Bettman's coming from too, where he's frustrated because he's hey guys, here's your timeline. You need to figure it out. And then the All-Star weekend was kind of the, the deadline for right, that. Right, right, yeah. right. Before, like, by All-Star break. Right. And I think I think he gave them even through All-Star break. He didn't really bring in m- up much at the All-Star game. And then, um, and now, yeah, and now he's, he's like, what are we doing here? Because it is. It, it's kind of a running joke in the NHL is like, <clears throat> you know, where are these guys going to play? It seems like every year for the past five, ten years, we've been having the same conversation. And, uh, and, and guys are over it. You know, and I know Arizona and the Coyotes and that ownership group is still searching for plots of land and areas to develop in Arizona. And of course, it's always like, "Oh, this looks like great. Like we have hope." You know, we're holding out hope. But this, sometime this you got to do it. You got to you got to pull the trigger, and shovels have to you know hit the dirt, and and I, work has to begin. Well, right, and 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 you, and then you got the other factors, right? Like uh, is ASU who's the host you know, who's leasing this ice in the arena to the Coyotes, like, are they going to want to keep doing it? You know what I mean? Um, you know, or it, how long would it take if they find a plot of land to construct an arena, you know? And and then on top of that, how long does the NHL want to wait, you know, or if they move them out to Utah? Right. So, I mean, it's, it's a couple of different things. Now, I will say, the Utah guy wants an expansion team, not a current team. Right. 
So he would prefer, and I almost think Batman would too, would prefer to keep that market in Arizona alive and create an expansion team potentially in Quebec City, Houston, Salt Lake, um, potentially Atlanta, but that doesn't really go well. Um, yeah, at some point, you've been there twice. Right, exactly, and, and no need to go back. So th- I'm just saying there's there's areas, I think, in which they want to expand um, and not move the Coyotes. Uh but yeah, no, it, that sucked for me as a. As and, a I, and I'm fan. like, and I'm not trying to gaslight you. I'm just trying to ask you about it. I don't, I like, I'm not I, trying to stir up I, bad I like, feelings. I like using these. Young You're my boy, Blue. I wouldn't I like do that to you. Using these mid twenty words on you know this yeah. gaslight, no cap. I mean, I might, I might, I enjoy <laughs> getting Buckeye going and cake, but come on, man, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to do that. I to love you. cakes, rants. He gets fired up like me. There's been nothing tinfoil today. I've been surprised. It's been it's been fairly rational and. Well, reality we're, grounded. And we're we're going to wait until after Sunday because, you know. <laughs> okay, so then that's where, okay. The, Kyle Shanahan's <laughs> laying the groundwork, you know, for. Oh, I, well, because that's what I said yesterday. I was like, what? This complaining about the, the practice field. Boy, kind of smacks of, ah, yeah, we couldn't get the work in. We need to get in. I will say practice this. Practice field was too soft. You think that's just games? You think that's like game, sportsmanship, gamesmanship? Could be too. Could be. You know, and you really think Andy Reid's going, yeah, I'm really worried about their practice field being too soft. And nope. you just need some Kool-Aid burgers. man does not give a rip. He does no. not care. I will say this. If we end up with another, like, holding penalty at the end, like last year's game, there might be uh, pitchforks and torches my, uh, in the greater Bay Area. My favorite ones when the lights went out. And uh, what, oh, su- yeah. what Super Harbaugh. Bowl was that? Yeah, Har- yeah. That, that was not, that was Niners uh, Ravens, the Harbaugh boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lights went out. One team was like doing so well. I think it's maybe the 49ers. It was San Francisco, and, and then, then the lights went out, and and <laughs> came back. The Harbaugh Bowl. I don't know, man. It'll be interesting, especially with Vegas. Like uh, I can't remember who said it because uh, one of a predominantly like football guy was asked if they're going. He's like, no, he's like, something's going to happen. It's going to be bad. And I don't want to be a part of it because it's, it's Vegas. He's like, something crazy is going to go down. Let's hope not. Let's, let's hope it's just a really good game and there isn't any big controversy and yeah. let us hope. But I, I just, the Cal Shanahan thing, I just kind of go, hmm, interesting. No, very I'm interesting. I'm about the field. Uh, tonight over at River City Sportplex, it's senior night for Colorado Mesa Hockey. Uh, they have Air Force tonight at 7 o'clock, by the way. And uh, it's free ice skating. So if you want to go put the blades on, it's free ice skating from 545 to 645. And yeah. then they'll play at 7 o'clock. So That's right. you can go over and, and take advantage of uh, some free ice time at River City. Yeah. Thanks to you folks at River City Sportplex for that. And then take in the Mavs and uh, the Falcons after that. Yeah, it should be a good game. Air Force, they have one kid who's who's pretty good at hockey. Oh. <laughs> he's uh he's he's got a he's a strong young strapping lad as all those Air Force uh, club hockey guys are, but uh this one kid's pretty good and CMU will have his hands filled with them. So we'll see what happens, man. Hopefully the boys do well and two fun games last weekend um against uh, Colorado College and and you know with Air Force coming in and you know, they'll they'll try to wrap up their season here. If they could potentially find a way to win both these games, they might have a chance for a national bid. You know, it might it might be a long shot, but Air Force is a really good team um in, in, in their league. So if they're able to find a way to get, you know, a couple wins, it definitely help them out. But yeah, come support CMU. Um I don't know if any other sports are going on 
uh, tonight or tomorrow too. So if you're looking to get your your Mavs fixed, this might be it. Now Mavs basketball out of town this weekend, so yeah, you're gonna watch uh, the CMU hockey team score off against Air Force seven o'clock. But there's the free skating, and uh, that's five forty-five to six forty-five. River City Sportplex off the Riverside Parkway for that tonight. We do want to uh, talk about Caprock Academy. They're getting down to their final games of the of the season this first year as a uh, as a Chassa organized uh, program. Junior varsity this year. Still see what's going to happen with the the future, whether it's going to be varsity or JV. But uh, uh, but a very successful inaugural season for Lyle Wilkins and and the Caprock Academy Eagles. Yeah. So the Chassa team won last night again, two to zero in Durango. Um, you know, they're doing fantastic. I think they're first in the Mountain Division, um, first or second in the Mountain Division. There's going to be a JV tournament kind of playoff type deal um, early March, and that will involve the four top Mountain teams and the four top Denver teams uh, of the 4A JV. And uh, it sounds like our team is going to get an invite to go to that. So they have a chance to kind of play for that. You know, there's not really a JV state championship with within hockey. Uh, I'm not sure if there's for the other Chassa sports either, but they kind of are making an invitational um, post post Chassa season a week after for for these teams. So we're super excited. Um, yeah, and then we could potentially have the opportunity to go 4A next year. Um, you know, we're there's discussions with Chassa and internally regarding if we're gonna, you know, if we can go that route. Um, but yeah, that that'd be pretty wild, you know. And and it's been such a good season this year at JV, and we have some really good talent, and we're growing and growing and growing, and um, you know, and growing some more. And uh, the, we'll have the chance potentially to go for a varsity, um, um, if we feel like it could be appropriate, and Chasa feels like it could be appropriate. And I mean, that'd be pretty wild, right? You know, just just one year of having eighteen U hockey in the Grand Valley last year was the first year we kind of had a had a full team of that age, you know, and then uh, this year having the first ever Chassa JV team and potentially next year having the first ever varsity Chassa hockey team and in three consecutive years have a new first would be would be pretty incredible um, for the Grand Valley here. So we'll see what happens. We're, we're really excited. I'd love to see it. Love to see it happen. I think the community would just support the heck out of those kids, um, you know, and it'd be really cool to have varsity hockey. Yeah, it's like I said, it's just moved so fast. Oh, and yeah. it's, it's been great how everybody's pulled together on this uh, with, with Caprock Academy, River City Sportplex, the, the youth hockey community, and to, to make this happen in such a, a quick uh, period of time. All right, so don't forget tonight, once again, over at River City Sportplex, uh, Colorado Mesa Hockey against Air Force at 7 o'clock. It's senior night. Get out there and cheer on the Mavs tonight. And enjoy a little free flow over at uh, yeah. River City as well. Oh yeah, a little free, little free flow. Have some fun over there. No, it's it's going great, you know. And and we we still got the adult leagues running. All those learn to skates, learn to plays. We have a try hockey for free coming up on uh, March second. So you can go to rivercitysportplex.com, register for the try hockey for free. Um, you know, just finding ways to get kids on the ice and having some fun with it. And you know, the the winter season's wrapping up. But you know we we're looking back and, and it's been a it's been a really good season. The kids are getting so much better, so we're just so excited. All right, fantastic. Always great to have you in, man. Oh yeah, Jim. Thanks. Right, thanks for go. letting me give you a hard time here oh, in your okay. second hour on, okay. a, on, a, on a beautiful snowy I Friday. Need it. I need it. I well, do. Well, we know that. Well, the cake, pile... start, cake started out with like I was because our friend Petey's going to come by and do football picks, and it was more your. Your issues. With I was just concerned because I didn't want to leave poor PD. I feel like you're being my my mom or my dad. Did you rem- you remember to to let you remember to let him in? You're gonna do that? 
Like, boy, yeah, I, yeah. Someone's got to be responsible around here, Jim. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jackson. Your check's in the mail. I might not be allowed love back you, man. next I week. I love you, man. I, I know. It's always good to see you. At this, yeah, at this rate, I don't know if I'll be asked back <laughs> next week. Ah, you're always welcome to Kate, come in anytime. you have to sneak me in. It's you all good. The, you got the door code. You're good. See, you're, you, you're already don't have tell, the, Don't yeah. tell the people that. You're going you're gonna to get me in trouble. You have, the, you have the, the golden ticket. ticket. You're good. You're solid. You're What's, in. uh... What do you think is going to biggest thing you think is going to happen this weekend Super Bowl? Think Kelsey like someone you you think Kelsey goes 150? No, I don't think some, the Niners let him crazy. do that. You think Kadarius Coney has four drops, two of them <laughs> turn into pick sixes? I'm Kelsey will have some moments. Double doink. I don't think it'll be a double doink. <laughs> um I I I you know, I don't know what to expect out of this game. Because you have two really good defenses, and I've heard, I, I, I've heard that you know that this kind of take on the on the Chiefs defense that everybody talks about the Niners, how great that front is, and but but look how good the Chiefs have been, and that they're every bit as good as the Niner defense. A lot of this rests on Brock Purdy. How good is Brock Purdy going to be? Because you know what you're going to get with Mahomes. Mahomes will find a way to make plays well, even against that defense. Those it's, plays in the championship game where he's floating it back across yeah. the middle. Like, I mean, how sustainable can that be over the course of a few games? I don't know, though. Yeah. Like, you have the magic sometimes. I, I just think when it, if it comes down to quarterback play, which is normally the case, give the Chiefs a, a pretty sizable edge here. Not that Brock Purdy is going to go out and stink and be terrible, but I, I just think that I, I don't know. Just. Now, it's not my pick yet because I'm waiting on my picks. <laughs> but um, maybe you get an indication of which direction I'm kind of going with that. Jackson, I always appreciate it, man. Hey, you guys are so fun. You are as well. No, we have a good time. We always have a good time. We're having a good time. They're a lot of fun. Oh. The Jim Davis Show. They're idiots. On Colorado's sports leader, the team. All right, welcome back. Jim and Cake today, the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Predictions on Super Bowl 58. Your reaction to Randy Gratishar now officially, finally. We were pretty, we were pretty certain, but last night made it official that uh, the Broncos great will go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So uh, send us your text today, 970-242-1340. We have a winner, by the way, for Where in the World is Tyler Franson? We do. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest another winner on the team sports network scott correctly answering tulane stadium all right congratulations to him hour three coming up next